And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. See, that's a deliberate play on words, isn't it, Luke? Money matters. It does matter because you can't, you know, money doesn't buy everything. Money doesn't guarantee happiness, but it certainly solves a lot of problems. Oh, look, it can make being miserable a lot easier, I guess. A lot more comfortable, yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. Well, it is that time of the Mm. year. We're looking smack, bang, dead square at the end of the financial year. Uh, yep. In fact, uh, it's exactly two weeks away today, mm. the end of the financial year. Correct. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm mistaken, that means if we need to do a lot of stuff before the end of the financial year, we've probably left it a bit too late. Well, not necessarily. You know, What are we, 16? So I think most super funds... Yeah, literally 14 days to go. Yep. Most super funds are actually bringing dates forward, so you need to check with your provider because, uh, you know, some of the girls in the office have been ringing around making sure and some are 26 June, some are 27 June, and they say, well, anything after that date, we can't guarantee anything. So yeah. if you want to run the gauntlet, you can, but I'd, I'd sort of make sure you're being proactive at the moment and getting in what you can get in to make the most of your deductions and your opportunities. The reason I said that, of course, is I've uh, looked at today's rundown and I've noticed that today's topic talks about next financial year. Yeah, look, again, I'm trying to sort of work a couple of weeks in advance in a bit of a theme that we've just discussed. We're talking about deductions for the last month. By now, you should have known what you're going to do, worked out your numbers and and be ready to pull the trigger on something. So now I'm trying to get you thinking about what should we do in the new financial year and the topic that I'm getting at the moment, because we're talking about deductions for this year. One of the questions I'm getting more often than not now is, well, what do I do for next year? And, And today we're going to touch on whether you should or shouldn't salary sacrifice, and then just remind people of the ways that you can actually get money into super. All right, well, let's uh, start off with uh, the very beginning. What exactly Mm. is a salary sacrifice? Yeah, so traditionally, prior to a change in legislation a number of years ago, the only way that you could actually direct money to superannuation was to do it through your employer. And salary sacrifice is a term that 99.5% of people are aware of, um, and I want them to be aware that it was the only way and, I, and, and the key word there is was. Mm-hmm. You can still do it. And salary sacrifice is great because it allows you to lower your taxable income by directing some of your salary potentially up to the annual limit of 27500 to superannuation from your pay on a fortnightly, weekly, monthly basis, depending on how you're remunerated. And importantly, on a pre-tax basis. Correct. That's right. So... You can earn $100,000 and you might say from the 1st of July to your employer, hey, I'd like 1000 a month to go to my super fund. Now, that's in addition to the compulsory contributions that the employer is already paying. That's exactly right. So you're sacrificing what would have been your wage entitlement. You'll get your superannuation guarantee regardless under the legislation, which is great, but you can sacrifice some of your personal remuneration to go to superannuation and traditionally the benefit of doing that is that the contribution rate for superannuation is 15%. So if your marginal tax rate is 34, 39, 49 and you can put some into superannuation, you're taking advantage of that arbitrage between receiving it as wages and paying 34, 39, 49 or putting it into super and paying 15 So sacrificing some income during the year is a good way to lower your taxable income when you lodge your tax return. But I want people to know that it's not the only way that you can do it. You're now able to, and we've we've touched on this in, in many different shows, you're able to use your own money 
to make a tax deduction. And that's what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, making a personal deductible contribution. So in light of the fact that there's two weeks to go. And in that case, when you're doing that, you're taking it from your own bank account, presumably from money that you've already paid your income tax when you earned it in the first place. Correct, but you put that money in and you can still claim 100% of that money, right? which would be the exact same tax outcome as if you'd done it on a fortnightly basis right. for the entire financial year. And I just want people to be aware that salary sacrifice is one way and a personal deductible contribution is another. Now, for me... Salary sacrifice is good for people that have no non-deductible debt because they have nothing to pay off and struggle or don't like the concept of managing a bank account because temptation is too much and if you see something, you spend something. So as a forced level of saving, if you're that way inclined that, ooh, there's some money in the bank, let's go to Hawaii, use salary sacrifice and do it progressively over the 12 months of the financial year. Where you are an avid saver and able to manage your budget and your cash flow and your capital, a personal deductible contribution can be just as effective and attain exactly the same outcome by putting your own money into superannuation. So for example, you might say, I really want to offset my mortgage because interest rates have gone up. So you fill up your offset account with all of your savings during the year. And now at this time of the year, you make a contribution up to your concessional limit, taking into account what you've got from your employer, and you claim 100% of that money as a tax deduction. So if you think about it, in that example, you've had two uses for the same capital. You've reduced the interest on your home loan, which is great because you've used an offset account. Then you've taken that money out this time of the year, put it into superannuation and said, hey, I'm going to claim that as a tax deduction as well. So it's not that one is better than the other. It's just about understanding the difference and then the positives and negatives of when you may or may not use them, depending on your situation and how you manage your cash flow. So essentially the main difference between a personal deductible contribution and a salary sacrifice is that the salary sacrifice is done on a regular basis Mm -hmm. when you get paid, whether it's fortnightly or monthly, whatever the case might Mm -hmm. be, and it happens automatically because you've already set it up. You don't have to think about it. Whereas the personal contribution that you're talking about, that's something that you deliberately decide to do at a particular time with a particular amount of money. Correct. The other big distinction is salary sacrifice is done by your employer. Yeah. Because you can actually, if you wanted to, make a personal contribution to your fund every month. So salary sacrifice through your employer, they do the paperwork. Personal deductible contribution your money, your contribution, you do your paperwork to get your tax deduction, but you end up with the same tax outcome at the end of the year. So it'll work in different ways for different people, but more often than not, someone comes in and goes, well, I can't salary sacrifice $20,000 between now and the end of the month. Mm. No, but you can make a personal contribution. And that's really what I want to highlight is think about what works for you leading into the end of the financial year and be prepped and ready for 1 July. Yeah, absolutely. So what should people keep in mind when deciding which way to take is the best for them? Yeah. So as we we sort of just touched on, if, if you struggle managing your capital and your cash flow, get work to put something in. Or if you want to do something and see how you go, keep in mind that you can always amend it. So you might say, well, I'd love to get... $10,000 in over the course of a year, but I'll just start by working out what 5,000 is and take that out of my pay and then see how you go meeting your living costs. If it's too much, dial it down. If you've still got some room, dial it up. And remember that you can actually do them together. So you could salary sacrifice 
$10,000 over the course of a year, and let's say you had $15,000 of space in your cap, you could put five in at the end of the year. So it's not one or the other, it could be a combination of both. So you do something without thinking July through June, and then in June you go, oh, I've got $5,000 of space, I've got some money in my offset account, okay, I'll put that in as well. And you might do a personal contribution with five and salary sacrifice 10 through your employer. So it's about finding the way to get it to work for you and your situation. Remember that holding money in an offset account can be a good way of buffering the rising cost and, and, and inflation pressures that everybody's feeling at the moment. Yeah. So again, if you'd rather have your money during the year, yes, you'll pay a little bit more tax on your wages. However, you'd have the money in the offset account to keep things going. And if you can take it out at this time of the year in June, put it into superannuation, you're guaranteed in most instances to get a refund because work's been taxing you on 100, for example, and then you put in 10, you've now got taxable income of 90. Now, work doesn't know about that. That gets reflected in your tax return and you then potentially get a refund because you've been overtaxed. You get the money from the refund back in the offset account and around we go again. So I want people to understand the difference. I want people to know that they can use both at the same time. Yeah. And also for those in a defined benefit scheme, if you're PSS, CSS, DFRDB and MSBS, open up another fund and you can do exactly the same. You can't make this type of contribution to a defined benefit scheme, but you can open up another fund and run it in conjunction to your government fund at the same time. You need to call them and ask how much room you have and they will tell you. It's also on the website. You can log in and find that information on the website. It's called your concessional contribution space or concessional cap space, they call it. Um, and that's just the difference between the threshold and what the fund records against the limit. That's your number. Now, whether you put it in at the end of the year or you do it over the course of the year, get it. They, they set that number 1 July. Get that and then work with that going forwards. So remember, you can always start a pension. And we've touched on this in other shows. We have. You could start a pension late in the year, take the money out if you're over 60 tax-free, put it back into another fund and claim that as a tax deduction as well. You may not need to go to the offset account on your house. So this is really about being aware of your options, understanding how to manage your cash flow and the things that you need to cover, using spare cash in the most appropriate and effective way, whether it's straight into super or into an offset account and then into super in June. You can use this salary sacrifice concept to get the best out of your overall tax position and minimise the amount of money that goes up the hill. It's 11 minutes to five on 2CC. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio. Today we're asking the question, should I salary sacrifice into my super from the beginning of July? We'll come back to continue answering that question very shortly. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today. We're talking about salary sacrificing because if you want to go down that avenue, you might want to start from the 1st of July. Oh, very much so. And I think this is, again, be prepared, be prepared, be prepared. And we've been banging on about this to get ready for 30 June. And I think that's got some real momentum and got people thinking. So now we just extend that a little bit and go, hey, what am I going to do from 1 July? It's a new financial year. I can put some really good behaviours in place. Um, but should I or shouldn't I? And how should I do it? So what are, the, what are the key things to remember? Well, I think the, the most important thing is what works for your cash flow. Just because someone else at work is doing it yep. doesn't mean it's right for you. So sit down with your, your, your partner um, or yourself over a bottle of wine and say, well, 
what is spare? How do we get through the week, fortnight? What are we living on? Is there any room? And, you know, are we the type of person that likes some forced savings? If forced savings is good because it's great behaviour and out of sight, out of mind works for you, salary sacrifice is the way to go. If you've got a non-deductible mortgage on your home and you want to fill up the offset account with your savings and then add some money at the end of the year, that's personal deductible contribution, that'll be right for you. So work out what works or do both. Do a little bit of salary sacrifice during the year and then have a little bit less that you can top up at the end of the year so at least you know you've done something without blowing out your cash flow. So know what you're going to do. Don't exceed the caps. 27500 don't go over that. And remember, that's your money and works money. Yeah, the total amount that can go into your super account for that year. Correct. And it doesn't matter how many employees you got. doesn't matter how many super mm. funds you got. It's. I had a lady tell me yesterday she was adamant that it was per employer. Mm-hmm. And I just said, well, if that's what you think, then that's what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, remember to get your paperwork right. As I said before the ad break, personal deductible contributions, you're responsible for the paperwork. You must lodge what's called a notice of intent. Notice of intent. Notice of intent. Write it down. No form, no deduction. When you salary sacrifice, your employer records that and and does the paperwork on that side of things with the fund. When you put your own money in, they're treated as tax-free contributions unless you notify the fund, hence the name of the paperwork. So get your paperwork in. Money first, form second. Money must be cleared before 30 June. Don't leave it to the last minute. And ensure that you know where you're going to get your money from at the end of the year if you go down the personal contribution path. Is it a pension from super because you're over 60? Is it your offset account? Is it a redraw facility? Is it the sale of an asset during the year? And remember that you can use the concessional catch-up rules, which looks at the space you haven't used from 2019 to today, provided your super is less than $500,000 on the 30th of June last year. So that's a great way of topping up your personal contributions to maximise the tax efficiency of the sale of an asset or to reduce capital gains tax or to take into account a change of a contract where you may have had a significant income increase Mm. over the last 12 months. So there's a little bit of something there for everyone and remember you can use it in conjunction with both strategies. Okay, so where can listeners get more information? 62604749, this is the office number. Um, we've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet. We've got the podcast, The Strategy Stacker, Luke Talks Money. That's on iTunes and Spotify. We've got the YouTube channel, Envision Financial Canberra. We've got the TikTok handle, The Strategy Stacker, and all of these contribution strategies, the whens, the hows, the whats, and the, and, and the whens, two whens, uh, is all in Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning. It's in the super section of the book, and it breaks up when to do it, how to do it, and all of the key components strategically that we've touched on today. Indeed, and that wonderful book is available at all good bookstores. Luke, thank you very much. We'll catch you again next Friday. See you next week. Luke Smith from Envision Financial.